0: the witch police. Yeah. Do you reckon he's had to shoot people out of the sky? Yeah, did they carry guns? I don't know. No, no, they wouldn't carry guns, they've got their finger. They can probably just sort of like disable your uh, hoover. I know
1: yeah. So. Why don't you just disable the hoover? Well she fall the... to her death. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Yes. That's why, yeah. <laughs> Which begs the next question, right? Say you disable someone's hoover and they fall to their death <laughs> <laughs> out of the night sky. Someone walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> just so as <say> a hoover! <laughs> <laughs>
0: How did your mum die? A a girl in a hoover (laughs) (laughs) fell. (laughs) strain.
2: And welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three majestic and moorish men review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil, I'm your guide, your presenter, your host for this magical adventure and join me on this hilarious ride through the 90s are my colleagues to the left, Mr. Graham Riley? Hello, Graham. Hey. How are you doing today? I'm I'm doing fine, thank you, Phil. You're good. are good. Um, are you happy about this episode? Did you, was it worth waking up to watch? It um, sort of provided an insight into some things we've wondered about. I don't know if it did it in the best way, but it had its moments. It did. It was, it was an interesting investigation into some of our favorite characters. Uh, and to my right is Mr. Chris Evans. Chris, how are you? No, I'm good, my good man. Very good, and same question as you. Did you enjoy this episode? It felt like... You know how some sitcoms do like a compilation
1: episode of yeah. like past events? Yeah, it felt like one of those and I've never really enjoyed them because it just seems like they're just revisiting stuff and you no know, reason yeah. other than to display some form of inner turmoil and it's just like meh.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. This this was it was there was like no plot really to this episode. Yeah. It was just an excuse just to um, it's kind of a Q&A, really, of Hilda and Zelda. Yeah, so it's not really the most exciting of uh, glimpses into their past that we could see, but still, it it, it gives a lot more filler into a lot more meat on uh, Hildren's Elder's bones as characters really but and Salem too. Oh and Salem of course yes, Salem. we get get to have a good glimpse of Salem literally just before he was turned into a cat which is very good. Um, So this episode is entitled episode 22 The Great Mistake. Sabrina purchases a tomorrow ball from a traveling uh, witch salesman. Uh, She thinks that she's going to get a better grade than she does and when she doesn't she gets grounded to go and work on it.
1: I can already tell you why that happened. Why? Why? It's very simple. So she's working on the science project, she knows it's not quite finished, she checks the tomorrow ball to see it, what grade she's going to get, and it's an A-. minus if she had kept working on the science project, but because she didn't, she got to see. The glimpse into the future stopped her from get it from achieving that future.
2: Of course, because she wanted to go to a gig. Yeah. Another, another 90s band that she wanted to go and That's see. That's right, yes. <laughs> but we'll get into that when we uh, get to that moment. So, are we ready, boys, to crack on with episode 22? Okay, I'm, I'm here. There's no time like the present, is there? So the episode opens with Salem dressed very nicely in a tie, preparing for his visit with his parole officer. He hopes he does well because he doesn't want to be a cat for the next 75 years. Which now we know... Now we know. Now we know. Now we know he's been a cat for 25 years. Yeah, Yeah, because his sentence was 100. So he has lived with Hilda and Zelda for 25 years to now. But yeah, that's very interesting. I did like the theory that we had uh, some episodes about saying that maybe this is the seven years that Sabrina takes... Uh, the show uh, covers is the last seven years of his life, and the last episode is him becoming a witch again and destroying the world. Yeah. So it's a bit of a shame that that's not going to be the ending of the uh, the series.
1: Wait, that means he was trying to take over the world in what 1972? Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're in 97. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. In
2: 1972. 1970. What was happening in 1972? Nam. <laughs> <laughs> he could. Yeah, he could have been a witch general. Do you reckon in Vietnam the the had the help of witches, we know that in uh, the episode when they're on Mars, that people seem to be aware of witches. Do you reckon they hired some witches to be soldiers? Maybe the CIA or
0: possibly the uh, the KGB could have uh, called in uh, a bit of a bit of help uh, yeah, from, uh, from Salem. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, and then obviously you've got uh, the Munich terrorist attack. Yeah, he could have been part he of could, that. He could have orchestrated that. Mm. Uh, or or even it was about the same time as Watergate, maybe he was deep throat. Maybe. Maybe
2: yeah. <laughs> that would have really been a dead giveaway. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, So, so he's, he's done something uh, within those 25 years, uh, and we get to revisit that uh, uh, later on in the episode. Um, he throws some bants with his parole officer, asking quick-fire questions and such. However, he accidentally answers yes when asked if he still wants to take over the world. No! I mean, no! No! He then sobs and goes to Sulk. <laughs> Two best Salem noises. No! And <laughs> and they yeah. come there straight uh, consecutively, don't
0: Also, they? the parole officer, amidst his uh, quick-fire questions, asks him if he's had any urinary tract infections. <laughs> did you catch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, didn't catch it personally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if he's taken in any strays? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, have you led any yeah. strays
2: astray, I think, or something yeah. like that? Have yeah. you, have you uh, got oh. any actual cats in trouble? Yeah. yeah. But it's just funny the idea of just this man, just this hard ass, isn't he? He's probably just like, nice to see you, Salem. You know, he, don't beat it around the bush. Let's get on with it. And he's really, it's just funny. It's just a funny image. It's just this like police detective looking guy. He looks like Michael Shannon's dad. <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Michael Shannon's dad is just talking to. Just a cat in a tie, (laughs) asking if he's he's having pissing troubles.
0: (laughs) Any, like, fleshing out of Salem's world is always fantastic, like... And I I enjoy the flashback that we've talked about that we see later on, Just, just generally just... It's just so fascinating, the idea that a supervillain is now a cat. Like...
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's a gimmick that I don't think we're ever going to no. not find funny. I think it's going to be really, really good to... So I'm very much excited for the rest of the, uh, the season anyway, where it goes with Salem. Um, so we return to the titles, and she's a ballet dancer. Uh, which way to Swan Lake, she says, plies and awkwardly smiles.
0: Fuck off, that's which way
2: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, with that we'll press on Uh, We're at the Spellman's and Sabrina is working On her biology homework While Salem is commenting on how shoddy it looks Suddenly the doorbell goes But it's from the linen closet Where behind the door is a travelling witch salesman Trying his best to fob Sabrina off With something unusual um, he tempts her with some snake oil For those squeaky snakes you may have It's interesting though The first thing he tries to sell her is snake oil And um,
0: snake oil salesman Is like a common sort of like Euphemism for like these dodgy people Because like they're trying to sell you something useless and 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 slippery,
2: right? Like, yeah. You know, well, like he just the... he just say like um you know uh, what about some snake oil? And she says, what does it do? And he goes, what do you want it to do? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, oh, yeah. also,
0: who is who is this man? film?
2: Um, he's called Wayne Duvall. Um, he's yeah, he's he's one of those that guys, just not necessarily that recognisable. Uh, the only thing I can find out about him is he's the cousin of Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall, of course, star of you know such films as The Godfather and.
0: Um... Days of Thunder <laughs> <laughs> What an extensive career <laughs> He has actually had a great career It's just I don't watch
2: good films I watch Days of Thunder so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah and sadly Wayne Duval Is not in any of them Zelda comes upstairs, trying to shoo the man away. He says, oh my God, you're so beautiful. I bet you bat men away with a stick. How about this one? The Amazo stick. And she says, no, it's just a giant stick. Yeah. Yeah. He's pulling stuff out of like a Mary Poppins style bag. Yeah. Huge things out of such a tiny bag. Um, And then he gets out a Tomorrow Ball, where you can see your tomorrow today. Um, Sabrina obviously is interested in this item because she thinks it can be dead useful being a teenager. But uh, no, Zelda shooes him away because it's, well, don't want to buy crap off a salesman. Uh, Zelda warns Serena that they're nothing but cheap magic tricks and she should stay very well away from them. Serena heads back to her bedroom, but only for a second, as she immediately leaves to buy the Tomorrow Bowl from the salesman for, what, 500 witches' cash?
0: Yeah, it's like rel- coins of the realm, yeah. yeah, which is an old-fashioned saying for... Um... Pounds actually, yeah, did, which, um, but yeah, obviously the realm, yeah, so 500 coins of the realm for three bucks American, which does suggest because countries where the exchange rate is hundreds of their currency for like three dollars or three pounds, mm-hmm. usually countries where their economy's in the shitter, so uh, <laughs> the realm's not doing very well, because no. <laughs> oh, Drell's in charge, dr- isn't drills, he? yeah, Drell's sort of egotistical, you know, sort of. Self-absorbed what? dictatorship is clearly not working out for them. Yeah,
1: but no, that's not uh, that's not necessarily true. Think of China, yen. There's like thousands of no, yen. A, that's
0: Japan, but
1: oh shit, fuck that. Say Ignore it, that then. Say it again. <laughs> no, because Japan's oh, not as good as China. Oh, uh,
0: Japan's got a strong economy though.
1: Oh yeah. What about China and yen? <laughs>
0: Japan and yen. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. We corrected you. Then you said it wrong. What about plan. Vietnam and yen? <laughs> <laughs> What about France I and mean, Yen? Yeah. <laughs> Japan and Yen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I hadn't thought about Japan and Yen, yeah, as you so correctly identified. Yeah, it's not necessarily the currency they're associated with, is it? Um, yeah, I, 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 I guess there is that. I was thinking about, thinking about Zimbabwe and, and places like that, oh. where it's like a million
2: Zimbabwean Mugabe is greats. Yeah. It, it, well, a... my, my mum used to collect coins. Um, and she passed them down to me. You know they're, they're kind of worth, it, but it's like loads of cool coins. But she had loads of notes of like, yeah, millions Zimbabwe dollars and things. Yeah. And I think I think might still be in my mum my and dad's house. But yeah, yeah, notes and things of just millions and millions of pounds. It's really, yeah. really bizarre, but obviously worth worth a tuppence really, isn't they? The other thing I was wondering was
0: if they put on the inside of the closet door one of those stickers we have them in our window at home that say "No salesman, please." <laughs> would he come? Oh, you know, <laughs> not literally. <laughs> um, so, yeah. No, that's, that's a good thing, yes. No, we we got one, one. My neighbour's got one. Uh, it didn't stop them coming, though. It just it, it has with us, I think. I mean, I think door-to-door salesmen just aren't the phenomenon that they once were. But No, I was going to say the, the modern-day equivalent is uh, PPI callers. Yeah. And solar panels. You know, and also, obviously, you know, uh, spam emails. Yeah. It used to be that people used to go door-to-door selling
2: penis enlargements, but...
0: Uh... <laughs> I remember those days Yeah.
2: <laughs> Salem asks Sabrina what the tomorrow ball is and she says she's going to use it to see what grade she'll get for her biology homework tomorrow which the ball predicts Mr Poole saying A minus Salem comments on that the ball also predicts that Mr Poole will be wearing a Catholic school uniform he says uh, but Sabrina just brushes that bit off just as you would you know standard standard gene pool Yes, yeah yeah. yeah, classic gene pool Uh, we're in school and Sabrina is showing her science project to Harvey who meets it with a sheesh 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 (laughs) Sheesh. Sheesh. and she says what do you mean and he goes oh I, I'm dropping my books. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, so even even Harvey uh, doesn't think much to it. Uh, Jenny arrives and hands Sabs and Harvey tickets to see the Smashing Pumpkins tonight. Sabi- tonight, tonight. Yeah, t- <laughs> yeah very good. Uh, Sabrina is surprised that Harvey's parents let him go after the Metallica incident. What was this Metallica incident? I don't know. Well, this is the um, the g- second incident in the Kinkle family. He gave Lars Ulrich a handjob. <laughs> Well okay. that that that'd that, be Yeah, that, that'd be a good enough reason to stop my child from going to yeah. see them. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is. Yeah, yeah fair. Fair enough. Yeah, that's plausible. Harvey says he doesn't mind if he gets grounded because he doesn't have anything planned next weekend. Mister Pill walks to class whistling and wearing his finest Catholic schoolgirl uniform or Scottish garb, as it is. He is from the clam Pool. Yeah, it's a bit of consistency there. From
0: way back in episode three, he mentioned he was Scottish, and uh, they've uh, they've upheld that. So, yeah, the uh, clam that's good. pool, Yeah, yeah. It's about the uh, Rudy suit and the Clan kazootie. Jenny, I don't know if you've noted this down. Jenny says. Mr. Poole's got legs.
1: Oh, yeah. She
2: is, she is, she is. Checking out old figgy there. Yeah. Um, there is a thing about legs in the next couple of episodes. In the last episode of this season, there's a big focus on... Some man's legs. Yeah, well... I'm not going to ruin who it no, they are. No, of course not. Let's, let's <laughs> look over. And, you know, he's poor fags
0: has got a good set of pins, but yes, Jenny, having, you know, we've seen how riveted she was by sex education. Yeah. And that, you know, she, 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 she's showing she's showing a bit of a, uh, I don't know, a bit of a... Uh, saucy side. Saucy side, yeah, a bit of sort of a... Uh, Jenny is the stereotypical,
1: like, non-nerdy, non-nerd nerd, because she doesn't look necessarily like a nerd. She's no. just got curly hair. <laughs> Who's got a crush on the biology teacher. That is just what it is That is her character
0: So if she's that Jones must Ooh, hearing him Talk about reproduction That must have been <laughs> oh, Great day for her <laughs> Her great
2: ovaries day. Must have exploded exactly. That day Yeah, yeah. Ooh, As did us all In his biology class He shares with the class That hits Scottish Pride Day And so that's why He's wearing those duds He says The kid's asking questions He tells them Some famous Scotsman And he does the Highland fling Just as he's doing the dance In walks Principal LaRue Who we've not seen For, well, yeah, for you- many many episodes you uh, say
1: you say he says famous Scotsman, but he misses out the the key.
0: Who's the key? Hadrian. Hadrian. Not, not Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Adrian. Hadrian. I know the Emperor Hadrian. Yeah. Was he born in Scotland though, or did he just try and conquer Scotland? No, he he built bi- the wall. Oh, he built the wall. Yeah, he built the wall to keep the Scots out. I thought it was to keep the Scots in. No, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was in England, and this he. Couldn't be asked conquering Scotland because they're insane. Ah, and, so he was British, and, and, and they and they were always like, and like, all you know, right.
1: So then of... I'm going to change it. Then okay, yeah, he's saying famous Scotsmen, but he misses out the uh, the most famous one.
2: Who, oh, Hadrian? No, Merlin. 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 <laughs> Merlin was a Scot. Yeah, how he wasn't real. He after didn't all. sound it in the Sword and the Stone.
0: No, he didn't. Merlin. Merlin was Scottish. What oh, the basis of what? Was, was, was is this in the Arthurian legend? It is now. It is now. Merlin.
2: Merlin. Well, there oh. we go. Okay. Blow me over. Well, the people he does mention is um William Wallace. Yeah William Wallace, or Mel Gibson, as the kids might know, he says. Mary oh, Queen, Queen of, of Scots. Mary Queen of Scots, yeah. And the bloke who cloned the sheep. Yeah, Doctor Ian, something or other. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Ian Scotsman. Um so yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Merlin was Scottish. Merlin was uh, Scottish. If he if he was Scottish, please let us know. So he does the Highland Fling just as Principal LaRue walks in and he's deeply disgusted in his inappropriate teacher behaviour. Mr Poole says, oh, well, it's Scottish Pride Day. And he goes, I don't care if it was dressed as your Aunt Sally Day. You can't wear stuff like that. Uh, he demands to see him in his office later that day. Uh, he catches Sabrina in the corridor later on, pulls her into his office to chat to her about her science project. Sabrina, confident that she's getting an A-, is shocked to find it only gets a C. And Mr. Poole is very disappointed in her effort, but he gives Sabrina the weekend to do it again.
1: I told you, it's because she saw the future. If you see the future, the future's going to change. It's the the most simple thing. Once you know what's going to happen, you you
0: change your behaviour because you think that is what is going to happen. Yeah, she got complacent because mm. she was like, it's in the bag, and... Sure enough, it was not. Also, how much of a fucking racist is Principal LaRue? <laughs> I mean, you know, Mr. Paul is just expressing his culture. Like, you can't wear a dress. Like that—that's a—that's uh, a court case waiting to happen. There. Oh, yeah, um,
2: yeah.
0: yeah I, I'm not going to lie. Well, he, well
2: he, say, he says he says well, I'm I'm part French. You don't see me wearing a beret and dancing the can can. But that's a scene I'd like to see. Yeah. Not only
1: is that a scene that I'd like to see, but it's it's just standard practice. If I went into work wearing a dress say, on Tuesday, nothing would happen. If I decided to wear a dress and do a little Highland
2: fling or whatever the hell it was, guess what would happen? Fuck all. Absolutely nothing. It's acceptable to express his his Scottish heritage and pride. Especially on Scottish Pride Day, which I'm not sure if it actually exists. No, it does. does,
1: uh, There is like a Scottish Pride Day. You know how like the Irish have got uh, Paddy's Day?
0: Yeah, but a out for St Andrew's Day. Yeah. But he didn't say it's St Andrew's Day, he said it's Scottish Pride Day. Yeah, but I'm like, saying that there is like a. Yeah, a, yeah.
2: There's a day to be like, it's it's fucking great to be Scottish. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah, poor form, principle, Larue. fuck you. Yeah. We then cut to the Spellman House, where all we hear is balls, 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 balls. Oh,
1: yes, Zelda.
2: And both us and Hilda are very interested in those words. Um, Zelda is looking for her tennis racket. She's looked everywhere, but it seems lost. So Hilda says that she can borrow hers, which just so happens to have a giant Z on it. Hilda tries to say that she lost a set to Zoro. that's why it says it on there but it's not it's because it is Zelda's yeah Zelda at this point is in
1: a complete complete tennis outfit yeah and I really enjoyed
2: that moment I did as well she's yeah, very, she's... It, it's it's Zelda's the sort of character who will go out and do a hobby but does it seriously oh like, yeah like yeah. you know if she was baking I'm sure she'd have a chef's outfit on yeah. if she's mm-hmm. you know the fact that she's uh, going out playing tennis, she can't just have a casual in a gym kit nope, she's got to wear a tennis yeah. outfit well, full corner cover with it yeah, yeah. she's got her own, her own bat and balls as well racket racket <laughs> 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 tennis bat <laughs> Zelda loses a rag, for centuries you've been taking my things and you never return them she says, what haven't I returned Hilda says hmm, and then she gets a list out, let's see crossbow juggling clubs mink candy dish shepherd's crook cotton gin Wow. Um, what would she have done with any of those items? She would have shot somebody with
0: the crossbow, she would have um, clubbed somebody with the clubs, she would have smashed the mink candy dish over somebody's head, she would have uh, strangled somebody with the crook and the cotton gin, I don't know, could have, could have drugged somebody with yeah. it. Um, Basically, anything in the hands of Hilda is a weapon. Yeah, especially in the
2: past, as well, (laughs) where things aren't so shady. Zelda says she made this list back in 1542, and Hilda says she has no idea, sadly, where any of that stuff is. They begin arguing, but it's soon broken up by the arrival of Sabrina, who is sulking that her tomorrow ball is a big, fat liar. Despite Zelda's warning, she's unhappy that it lied about what grade she would get on her homework. Sabrina ensures her aunt that she'll redo her homework tomorrow because she's off to watch The Smashing Pumpkins tonight. But Hilda and Zelda soon put a stop to that. They tell her she ain't going to the gig and that she's grounded for the weekend. I'm
1: sorry, but that's fucking harsh, that is.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: but. No, no, even, even as a, someone who is seen as a disciplinarian, yeah, that's right, <laughs> fuck uh, you, that is harsh. I mean, all she's saying is she is going to redo it. She recognises that she did wrong and she's going to do it tomorrow, which is fine. She's yeah. got the weekend and because tonight she's got plans. it It's harsh to say, no, you're grounded. You're not going out. I disagree
2: with you, Chris. No, because no.
1: she, she got a C. She got a pass. That was my kid. And I go, well, you've been told to do better. You're going to do better this weekend. You got a C, which is a pass.
2: So you're going to improve it tomorrow. Good. No, but the reason she got a lower grade is because she she uh, uh, disobeyed Zelda's warning, bought a piece of cheap magic that told her she would for do three dollars. Yeah, but she, you know, she.
0: Yeah, but you you know what? Aren't cheap. Phil smashing pumpkins tickets in nineteen ninety seven. Jesus Christ! She must have spent a fortune on that. And okay. She's getting nothing out of it. No, okay. that I, yeah. I guess when you put it yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. But.
2: Upstairs, Sabrina is sulking in her bedroom, trying to get sympathy from Salem. Upset that she can't go to the gig and that a tomorrow ball was a piece of trash, she heads to a wardrobe to hide the magic tat and remembers about the vacuum cleaner. No risk, no rock, she says. And with that, she opens the window and flies away. Oh, uh, not before Salem says, I'll go and
1: cause a distraction. He does, it. he's I've... in on the mischief. Salem is,
2: like, the worst influence ever. He's, what a bad influence he is. He's a crooked Naughty enabler, thing, isn't he? Like, yeah. He's an enabler and he's completely fine with it. Considering
0: he's a former supervillain, he could sort <laughs> of um, persuade her to do some much worse things
2: than uh, sneak out to a concert. <laughs> but, uh. yeah. Well, she's not in the air very long, boys, as she's caught up by a flying police witch with a flashing vacuum cleaner and demands she pulls her hoover over. Right, I'm not going to lie. That is just the most
1: ridiculous thing. Right, first of all, Witches flying on Hoovers. Okay, let's breeze over that. Witches flying on Hoovers, and there are police witches also flying on Hoovers. Let's just breeze over that. The thing I've got an issue with is they're flying through the air over mortals. Yeah. And he's got fucking flashing lights (laughs) and a siren. (laughs)
2: Well, maybe that's. What's
1: that noise?
2: (gasps) Hmm, let me look up. Why is there a bloke flying a Hoover? Dressed like a police officer. Or well, maybe, you know, like when planes fire and they flash the lights. Yeah, but things. maybe not all of them are planes. Maybe no. some of them are the emergency services of witches. No, no, no. Because that's just a red light. This is flashing blue and red lights. so yeah. yeah. It, you can't even disguise it with the whole aeroplane thing. I mm. don't think even police helicopters have flashing blue and red lights. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <So. laughs> that's what you could do. Maybe the policeman sort of his flying on his hoover going. And maybe people just think but it's also, just a helicopter. But
1: also, he gets over a terror. Pull over! It's like if you're flying over, pull. Over. <laughs> where? Where do you <laughs> want me to go?
2: Walking, thing, bastard! Like late at night, and you just got this. Pull wow. over! Wow,
1: wow, wow, wow.
2: Why is there two people in the
1: air?
2: <laughs> so you know. I suspend my disbelief <laughs> to a point. <laughs> <laughs> we've, been we've, we've made reference to this on the um, the uh, Hilda and Zelda Teenage Years episode, because that's when uh, Sabrina first flies in a hoover. And you can't realistically make someone fly through the air perfectly uh, in a hoover, but it's just obviously in a green screen studio. But I think what makes it worse is the fact that there's two people in the studio yeah. pretending to fly, just behind each other, just going, All over! And I want to see the raw footage <laughs> <in> the <scene. laughs> I really would. Um, so, yeah, so she's flying uh, through the air, gets pulled over, uh, but she refuses to pull over. She says the excuse is uh, she was looking for some clear lighting, I think she says. Yeah. Uh, they both land at the Spellman house, and he explains that he caught her flying with a full bag and trailing a lot of dust, warranting an emissions cetacean. citation. 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 Yeah. This says Officer Anderson of, is. The, uh, of the Witch Police, as we can see from his name badge. Yeah, the yeah. WPD. Yeah. yeah I was hoping it was because she was flying through the air on the wrong shag level yeah perhaps so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> low. Uh, yeah Hilda and Zelda are outraged to hear that Sabrina snuck out the policeman decides to give her a warning looking up the sky and says there's a lot of sad stories out there in the dark night sky <laughs> <laughs> and just leaves he was an amusing little character yeah still though fuck the witch yeah. <laughs> do you reckon these had
0: to shoot people out of the sky I, I, yeah did they carry guns I don't... no no they wouldn't carry guns they've got that finger yeah that's yeah. true they can probably just sort of like disable your uh, Hoover. I know
1: yeah. Thing. Why didn't he just disable the Hoover? Well, you fall like... to a death. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's why. <yes. laughs> That's why yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't know.
0: I only wanted to give her a ticket and now she's dead. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, oh well.
2: You're just... gonna have, you're gonna have to pay a ticket for her.
0: Maybe the sad stories are that Maybe <laughs> accidentally killed a lot of people he's trying to stop. There's no oh. accidentally about
1: that at all. Which begs the next question, right? Say he disables someone's hoover and they fall to their death out of the nice guy. Someone walking down the
0: street. <laughs> <laughs> just as so, <get> a hoover! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> why Why is there a dead body next to a crushed hoover and why have they both fallen out of the sky?
1: Just saying. Just so, saying. I'll suspend my disbelief to a point.
0: <laughs> How did your mum die? Oh, a, a girl in a hoover fell out the sky and landed What is
2: this, a fucking loony tune? Um, Hilda and Zelda are furious and demand an explanation, causing Sabrina to loathe herself and turn really, really small. Because she feels really, really small. She's told that she will only grow full size once she feels better about herself. So her aunts take her to a room and tell her to get on with her biology homework. A few hours have passed and Sabrina is still very tiny. Still feeling low, her aunts tell her that she will make mistakes and she has to learn from them. So in a bid to make her feel better, Hilda, Zelda and Salem share stories of times that they messed up. Okay, so this is where we get into a little bit of backstory with some of the characters. The one we're most excited about is Salem, so happily, he goes first. He starts things off. Uh, How he went, he says, from a man to a cat in one dumb move. Uh, We then cut to Salem in a war room surrounded by other witches as he plots an attack to dominate the world, even calling himself a dictator. Then correcting himself, leader. Did I say dictator? I meant leader. Oh, Salem. Uh, We also see Hilda enjoying his schemes, and I am not surprised one bit. (laughs) No. Hilda is in the war room with Salem. Well, I think when we watched it, you said, wait, what's Hilda doing there? Yeah. Wait no no never mind. <laughs> you realised what you'd said. Oh yeah, You're silly. But uh, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to point out here yeah. that um, so we don't
1: see Sam's face as a human, unfortunately. But it's understandable. But he is carrying a cigar,
0: and it is the 1970s. Both the cigar, and he, I think he has a false beard on. Presumably, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. is actually Nick Mackay, but you you don't you know, see his face. Um, so yeah, the Castro thing going yeah, on. So he's got sort of f- the military yeah. sort of as there is his I, um I do love
2: that there's, there's a big map in front of all with loads like maybe a dozen flags that just say yeah. like Salem scattered on around the world so they could either be just plots for attack or he has taken well, over parts of the world he does
1: say uh, his first uh, place that he's going to attack is Madagascar because that's what you do in Risk and I'd, I'd like to point out right now That is not what you do in Risk. (laughs) I've never played Risk, so Uh, are you? Basically, Risk, it's a world domination game where you get armies and you put them around the entire globe. And you need to conquer continents to get more armies to then conquer the next continent, etc, etc, and it goes on like that. If you are ever playing Risk, the best strategy is to take over Australasia first. Alright? We're talking all the areas, territories in Australia. Papua New Guinea... Get that baby. There's about there's about four or five in Australasia. Then you get two armies every turn that you every turn that you hold Australasia, and you build up from there. It does mean you have to expand out into uh, Asia, which is the largest continent, but you can take some shortcuts to, and then you take over Africa. Then you go over to South America. Basically, focus on the southern hemisphere. Focus on the southern hemisphere, then
2: take the northern and you've got it. Not a problem. And if you'd like some more risk strategies from our strategic master here, Chris, then please get in touch. Hashtag risk. (laughs) So Sabrina then asks Hilda and Zelda how they ended up with Salem. Hilda explains that she actually believed in Salem, but she only followed through on the refreshment side of things. So her punishment was to keep Salem worm-free for a hundred years. That's why he lives with the two of them. Yeah, she's got to look after him while he's been uh, sentenced to. He says a hundred years behind whiskers. He says, "I <laughs> <Go for> that." <laughs> that was great. But the question still is still there: What happened to the rest of his uh, yeah. cronies? Yeah, well, we
0: don't we know Newt obviously. We've met we Newt. Newt yeah. Yes, um, I
2: assume all of them are all familiars to some degree. Then why
0: did Hilda have to keep him warm for? Because she was only doing the catering, so she had oh, okay. to maintain um, Fair uh, enough. Fair yeah.
2: enough. So Sabrina amazed to hear of her family's lives before she came along asks about their childhood uh, which takes us back to the 14th century Hilda says that times were very different they were kids trying to teach pilgrims and plebs with pitchforks the wonders of math uh, Sabrina then asks about their job maths is it maths or
1: math maths maths where we are
2: where
0: we are maths okay we are a british podcast And we will do
2: things the British way. (laughs) Okay. I apologise. Maths. Um... Um, Also uh, Zelda is presenting uh, The community with her abacus And we see them squabbling as they've done Clearly all their lives Hilda then steals it and runs away Uh, Zelda vows to write the abacus on her list Because she wants it back Uh, Sabrina then asks about their jobs Whether they've always been a scientist And a musician respectfully Uh, Hilda says that she's jumped from job to job And the worst she's ever had Was being a deep sea fisherman
1: Yeah so deep sea fishing did she say which century this is? No, just just no, she was a deep she, sea fisher. Right, she's in a fucking rowing boat. You can't do deep sea fishing in a fucking
0: rowing boat. You've got to get like a a, a an actual fucking a deep boat. sea
2: fisherman boat.
0: Yeah, that's probably why she hated it so much.
2: <laughs> she was just doing it wrong. Um, <clears throat> no one trained her. She just she just got put on the job. Uh, Zelda's, however, was coal mining in Wales. I was shocked. Yeah. I was shocked to hear that. We were hoping... Graham, you, you were hoping that we'd get some Welsh accents. Yeah, from American actors. <laughs>
0: there were a couple of other minors in the scene, but they, they, they didn't speak. They, just... they only had minor roles. <laughs> <laughs> Duff, this guy. Um, you, you generally don't hear Americans reference the existence of Wales. No, no I, it's very think... weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, whenever you hear an American say Wales, you're like, you know about it? <laughs> <laughs> but... It's even better that they
1: know about the the coal mining history of Wales. Yes, as well. that, that yeah. where, it was a big tick. But yeah, it's Zelda as a coal miner. That, again, I, I can suspend
2: my disbelief to a point. So Hilda tries to correct her. I thought you said the worst job was, but Zelda says to not go there. Sabrina encourages her to share the story, and it turns out it was a time when Hilda and Zelda actually worked together. This was just a, a shite cut away. Yeah, <laughs> uh, She says, uh, the West was still wild, and there were only two ways to make money, law enforcement and showbiz. Yep, or
0: the third way, Prostitution. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, def- definitely, no other ways to make money apart
2: from doing shows and uh... and men. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get a flashback of the pair of them singing, dancing, and getting booed off stage. Yeah. What song are they singing? I've got a banjo on my knees. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I
0: come from Alabama with a banjo, banjo on, my on my knee. knee. Anyway, anyway doing
2: that a... that class. They're doing a piss poor
0: job of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not much better than what we just did, <laughs> and rightly so. They're getting pelted
2: with 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 um, with objects by the uh, by the audience. Yeah. Right. Uh, They then share with Sabrina the secret to financial success Junk, Hilda says Keep hold of anything long enough And it will become valuable Uh, For example, they recently sold some Pewter dishes to the Smithsonian For mega bucks And they're keeping hold of their plaid thermos Flasks to sell later
0: That's so 90s (laughs) Again, we're a British podcast, so Prad obviously is what we call tartan. Yes. But uh, the joke is that oh yeah, plaidos is there the thing at the moment. So like in the future they'll be valuable. They're not the thing anymore. <laughs> so yeah, very... we, can, we can tell you twenty years in the future of this episode. Very much... nah. No, we've they, very much decided against patterns on our flasks. <laughs> Agreed.
1: But I'm thinking maybe they're playing the even longer game and waiting for a century and keeping the plaid or tartan as it's meant to be, tartan thermoses in prime condition so that in 100 years they could sell them on. Yeah, not, not 20 years because 20 years time
0: and we just look at them and go, that's that's shite. That's it? disgusting. That's, that's so 90s. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think yeah they are definitely an artifact of the 90s. So they they're doing well holding on to them because I think yeah they are sort of very much associated, a very sort of, a kind of an obscure artefact, but when you think about it Mm. going on family holidays sort of like, you know, like going on sort of walks in Wales and things. picnics as well. Yeah, picnics, there was usually a flask and yes it usually had some sort of tartan round the... uh... My next question though is
1: obviously they've been collecting shite since the 1400s and they've got this house where the fuck did they store it all? Well,
2: um... We've not it seen, could be not, in the walls, couldn't it be? It we've could... not seen the attic. That is true. Yeah, there's still parts of the house we haven't seen. We still haven't seen the dungeon, for example.
0: Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they've got an attic the basement. Probably would in an old house like that. Yeah. So they've got, they've got places to store these. Things. Yeah, never again, seen... they've
2: got magic. They could, I'm sure they could probably hide it just yeah. in yeah, plain we, we, sight. And um, we've never seen on the left-hand side of the stairs, either. No. no. I think that's where they store it all. Yeah. I think, I think the gold bars are positioned exactly <laughs> like stairs. That's yeah. why we don't see it from the, the angle we see yeah. it at. Yeah. See? Cracking the code, aren't we, of Sabrina the Teenage Witch? But yeah, I guess the the, that, the most 90 thing of this episode is remembering those horrific looking ways to enjoy a hot beverage when you're outside. Yeah, you still see old people using them. Oh, yes, you? of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so 90. Fucking hell, Phil. Sabrina, satisfied about the jobs and their money, now wants to know about their love lives. Zelda tells us that she had her first kiss at 16... Yeah, I can dig that. Whilst Hilda's was when she was 48. That kind of makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah. She probably had her first kill at 16. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Zelda probably had hers at 48, maybe. She kept
0: a man alive
2: long enough to kiss him, (laughs) (laughs) eventually, later on. Uh, She then wants to know more, so she asks about marriage. So Hilda talks about her engagement to Drell, naturally.
1: Now, I found this interesting, this next scene. Uh, we're we're in ancient Greece.
0: We um, are. Seem, well, seemingly. <coughs> I think what they're referring to, basically, the scene is that Grell has left Hilda at the at the altar, as as we know happened. Yes. They, sadly, we don't see in this. No, whatsoever. but they they've tied out the uh, the Acropolis, and yeah. then Hilda is so angry that she um, destroys the uh, Acropolis, and that's why it's in ruins. I think the Acropolis was destroyed in a, the Greek-Turkish war in relatively recent times, at least within Hilda and Zelda's lifetime. So I think that's what they're referring to. Yeah, because they say, oh, it's all right. The reason it's ruined, they blame it on the Turks. Yeah, cause at first I was thinking, like, but they wouldn't be around in ancient Greece. They're only 600 years old. Oh, but I yeah. think they're referring to, because um, it was... They store ammunition in it or something.
1: The the Acropolis, you you were storing ammunition, you were storing food, you were storing currency, you were but, uh, storing in everything. But
0: in, in, in that war, later on, when it was already ancient history, yeah. they used it as an ammunition store, and I think it was hit during the war, and all the ammunition detonated, and it all
2: crumbled, and that's why wow. it's the way it is now. Huh. So, hmm. turns out it was actually Hilda being angry, being jilted. So, basically, Hilda is the reason a war started. She's certainly the reason ancient history was sort of... Destroyed or at least <laughs> seriously damaged. Yeah, she's destroyed our history, isn't she? Um, so yes, yeah, she uh, she booked at the Acropolis as well as an excellent catering staff. Uh, however, when Drell no showed, she ruined it in a fit of rage. Serena asks Zelda about marriage. Hilda says she hasn't because she's too picky. But quite the contrary, boys. Zelda says she has. Uh, she says she got married whilst living in Florence during the Renaissance.
1: Yes,
0: not Renaissance. But- Renaissance.
2: Renaissance. No, that's the American. Is it? Yeah. Re- Ignore that.
0: Ignore that. Ignore that. Yeah, because, you know, right, I we're going to the Renaissance fair. And it's like, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> you're going to the Renaissance fair. It's a French word. That's how you
2: say it. Um, <laughs> so, yes, accurately, Zelda uh, met, uh, was she, whilst living in Florence during the Renaissance, uh, she was in love with Ben Volio, seemingly the writer of that ye old anthem, Greensleeves. Sings it very well and plays it very well, doesn't he? He does. I thought Henry VIII wrote it. Was it was written for him or something like that.
0: Yeah. And Volio yeah. wrote it about Zelda now because about Zelda. she was wearing green sleeves. Simple as that. Yeah, But no. not not the time he was singing it, the day before. <laughs> the day um, before, yeah. It, it shows you
1: just what a wonder green sleeves actually is. It was written in a day. Yeah. For Beth Broderick. Yeah. Which is... No, I, you're right. It definitely started in England.
0: Yeah.
2: Definitely. It's definitely like a, a yeah. medieval English thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they might have got the uh, the history right with Greece and Turk, but not... Turk? But the turks even. Oh, right, him out of scrubs <laughs> uh with the greeks and the turks but um yeah seemingly not with the origin of uh, that club anthem green sleeves mm. uh, hilda is livid to not have known about this however she soon realizes that zelda made a mistake and is therefore not perfect yes. score for her um it's late but hilda and zelda let sabrina ask them one more question before bed and it's a biggie it's how do you make the perfect sausage wait wait no 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 no. she says how did you guys decide to let me come live with you sabrina asks they say that with her mother working in peru and her dad living in a book it was a perfect place to stay once her powers came alive we then flash back to the Spellman house two weeks prior to sabrina's 16th birthday and her arrival and the two ladies are coming home from a luxurious opera show yeah yeah fancy
0: theatre do yeah, uh,
2: being, and they're greeted home by the hunky butler Silvio
1: I'm not gonna lie I'm um, watching the episode uh, I looked over to
2: you pointed at the TV and went what <laughs> yeah they had hunky butlers they- I assumed though because of how sort of closeted minx Zelda and Hilda I expected them to be you know, you know like butlers in the buff yeah, maybe, maybe, on, maybe on certain occasions they, are, they were. Yeah. Mm. So they're being greeted home by hunky butler Silvio. They're being served drinks from another hunky butler, Lance. And having a caviar meal prepared by another hunk, Derek. Zelda says that once Serena arrives, they have to make things a little more normal for her. And will have to give up on a few things. Notably no more nights out. Um, no more... Guess, Weekends in... Uh, Tuscany. Tuscany, yeah. And notably the butlers... Oh and no um, Formula 1 racing. Oh no Formula <laughs> oh, 1 racing. Yeah because it's too risky. Yeah. So yeah, they are they are quite the uh, adventurous folk. Um and all the posh expensive stuff has to go. All three bodybuilding butlers look really upset in unison, don't they? Poor old Silvio, Lance and
0: Derek on the unemployment line. Do you I think know. they found new jobs? Maybe they've they
2: went to work in uh, the investors um, house. Possibly, yeah. Maybe. Maybe they became. She has lots of uh, servants and things, doesn't she? Maybe they became Chippendales.
0: Maybe.
1: Who knows? I just. It was just the most bizarre thing to see. Well, Hilda and Zelda don't tend to wear fancy, fancy stuff. Mm -hmm. They tend to wear casual stuff. It was just amazing to see them in ridiculously fancy outfits, being served by hunky butlers, and just having absolutely everything just easy and laid out for them. Whereas we've tended to. They've been making their own hair soup, yep. they make mando, you know, they're, they're very hands-on,
0: so I want to know how they got from that to that in,
2: yeah. like, two
1: they, weeks. They're, they're very
2: p- practical and yeah.
0: independent, aren't they? They took to it all very quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They must have spent a lot of time sort of, you know, studying books while the bar went up and, you know, they gained more skills, like, in a sense, they <laughs> you know, started to study
2: cooking and... Uh, <laughs> Engineering and uh, all these things. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Sabrina is gobsmacked that they got rid of the butlers, and asks why. They say that the butlers would have spoiled her, and the rich lifestyle would have spoiled her at that, so they needed to teach her responsibility. But most importantly, Hilda says, how to respect men. No. Yeah, but they didn't really respect women, did they, a couple of episodes back? No, exactly. I don't don't think they know how to respect anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Just themselves, I guess. Uh, Sabrina can't believe how much they gave up for her and she believes that that was their biggest mistake. However, both Hilda and Zelda love having Sabrina live with them and it's the best decision they ever made.
0: No, it was their biggest mistake. I would have loved to have <laughs> stayed in that house. I would love a sitcom about some <laughs> witches living the high life with some hunky butlers. That's what I would have I, I would have enjoyed. But... I would have liked to have seen uh, the life of the three butlers after being sacked. Yeah, that would be a great show. Obviously, we've talked about Salem in his world well. domination days would be a great show. But, we- not that we dislike Serenal Teenage Witch, it's a great show, but we're constantly shown potential better shows through
2: <laughs> the backstories of these characters. Yeah, we'll have to add it to list. We'll have to write a list of all the, uh, the best spin-off shows we yeah. would like to see. <laughs> Sabrina begins to feel a lot happier, and she finally transforms back into normal size, thrilled to be living with such cool aunts, even if she is still grounded. The credits roll and Hilda is giving a gift to Zelda. It's her abacus, the one that she ran off with when she was eight years old. Zelda takes it out of the box and upon finding it's broken, gets angry once again. So Hilda snatches it back off her and runs away. Again, bickering like little children. So it's quite funny how as much as Hilda and Zelda try to mature Sabrina and make her learn lessons... They're just m- massive hypocrites, aren't they, really, at the end of the day? And they're just massive children. <laughs> yeah. Same same squabbles for f- 600 years ago. Yeah. So in 600 years, they just never grew up. So good luck to Sabrina, eh? So that is, boys, episode 22. What did we think of it? Graham, first of all...
0: Um, I enjoyed sort of seeing sort of, you know, the... Um, yeah, obviously the backstories of Hilda, Zelda, and Salem, and we often sort of theorise because they have such sort of bizarre existences—the uh, two uh, ants living hundreds of years, Salem having once been a uh, human uh, bent on uh, taking over the planet—and um, so it was. It, it was nice to see sort of some uh, snippets into them. I think they could have been a bit more creative, I guess. Maybe. I don't even know if it's creative. Just sort of like I don't know. I think. Usually, when they've sort of explored these things, sort of on a more of a surface level in the past, it's been very funny. And I think delving deeper into it didn't sort of double the laughs like I yeah. was hoping it would. I think that was probably the the issue. But nonetheless, it was it was it was perfectly enjoyable. You know, it was nothing to get mad about or anything. It just yeah, sort of. I don't know because we've sort of built up sort of the the lore of um, you know. Um, these characters in this world, sort of see it explode and it not be the best thing I've seen so far, yeah. I think. I'm probably setting my own bar too high. Um meant it seemed a bit of an anti-climax. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um Chris, how do you feel? Would you agree was this episode a great mistake? It it wasn't a mistake. It was just, it's like, like you said, Graham,
1: the delving into the past, it, they, they could have done so much more with it. And it just, it didn't it didn't quite deliver. The name didn't give anything away. Uh, but then the whole context, it was like a compilation show. Mm-hmm. And I'm never really a, a massive fan of those of just snippets of here and there. Yeah. What I would have preferred is like one big question per character and spending a good five minutes
0: on that story. Yeah. Rather than three or four different questions and... A minute here, a minute there, and let's just say as well. I mean, like for like scenes which lasted all of about two minutes. Yeah, they had quite an average set. Oh yeah, know? yeah. I mean, Zelda's mining scene. I mean, possibly these sets would have existed for the program, so I don't know. I mean, I'm surprised like, it wasn't just in the cafeteria. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. A the, the couple of episodes ago, they had the, the whole arcade was
1: in the cafeteria, and you could tell they just got in some machines from somewhere when they could have just gone to an arcade down the road, but at this point, you're right, they they built genuine sets or found them and actually made use of them in some
2: some manner, sometimes for as
0: little as 30 seconds, yeah. if that, yeah. yeah, it's,
2: yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with with the pair of you, I think it, it was just an episode that started and finished, wasn't anything particularly to, to write home about. We've seen how ludicrous, how bonkers this show can be in the past and... Especially the last episode that we watched. But to me, uh, I think just an average episode, really, nothing major. No one really grew as a character. I mean, Serena literally did. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think didn't really get anything out of it, just a a boring glimpse into the past of some of our favourite characters. Far Salem, his was great. It's just perfect. And yet to be let down by (laughs) everything involving Salem, especially his world domination past. Yeah. Um, So it's that time of the podcast where we ask Chris as our resident Rank Master to tell us uh, how he views this episode and how he sets the bar for how the rest of us should follow. So Chris, episode 22, yeah. The Great Mistake, what did you review it as?
1: I'm, I'm going to have to go with, uh, it's just, it's one of those where because it was such a, a steady episode, I'm going to have to give it a steady score. But it's going steady. Yeah, I'm going steady. But again, I wasn't too enamoured with how they delivered it, so I'm going to have to go for uh, four Hoovers falling out the sky in Brooklyn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, four Hoovers falling out the sky. Graham? um, I think, yeah, like like Chris said, sort of, yeah, down the middle is the only way to sort of view this, because, you know, we, we, we despaired a couple of episodes back, we uh, delighted uh, last time out, this time it was neither of those, it was very much sort of just there. So if something's just there, get right in the middle and say five. Okay. Five poopers falling
2: out of the sky. Okay, and I'm gonna side with Chris. I agree with you, so I'm gonna say four, I think. I think it was we've had average episodes before and I've kind of enjoyed watching this one. I turned off a little bit, wasn't too um, wasn't too fussed about what was happening or um, what was going to happen at the end, there was no real driving climax for me, so, yeah, I'm going to say four hoovers falling out of the sky. Um, so, yeah, there we go, that is episode 22, The Great Mistake, an alright episode, just not a great one. Um, so, would you like to know the name of episode 23? Go ahead. It's an interesting one, it's called The Crucible. Chris? Yeah? What do you think The Crucible is all
1: about? Well, that's, uh, that's Arthur Miller, that is, mate. The Crucible is an Arthur Miller play about about witches, essentially. Okay. But uh, you've got a, a family who uh, who has a little doll, there's a daughter, and uh, Mary, whatever the face, gets accused of witchcraft. Okay. Um, and then three younger uh, girls stand up in court and basically say that they've got chills, they see a shadow, it's her, she's coming at them, and they go a bit hysterical and the only way they can explain it is by saying that this woman is a witch. So The Crucible to me would say that there is going to be some
2: form of witch trial Ah, ah, ah So very educated guest from Christopher What do you think it's about Graham? I think it's all a big swerve because the
0: Crucible is also A snooker venue in Sheffield So I think Sabrina enters A
2: uh, snooker tournament <laughs> Well done Graham oh, That's exactly what I wrote, <laughs> Sabrina and Harvey both enter a world renowned Snooker championship with hilarious <laughs> <laughs> um, I As much as I would love <laughs> I'd love this episode of Sabrina To be about snooker it, uh, It's unfortunately how great wouldn't it be if John Parrott was a familiar (laughs) (laughs) yeah awesome Uh, no the crucible yeah it's pretty much uh, Chris has got it bang on Um, Sabrina heads to the historic interactive village of Salem to learn about the witch trials however in the heat of role play she must cope with the accusations of being a witch so it's a very interesting episode she's got to sum up it's kind of she's angry about being accused of being a fake witch Hmm. but is angry that she can't admit she's a real witch uh, so it's there's a lot of sort of turmoil with Sabrina. It's a tough episode for Sabrina, this one. Uh, but you'll just have to join us for that one. That was episode 23, The Crucible. Uh, thank you very much for joining us for this one anyway. All the way through, I've been Phil Dean, so thank you very much. To my left, all the way through has been Grain Riley. It's only a game, so put up a real good fight. <laughs> I'm gonna be Snooker in you tonight. <laughs> And to my right, possibly pocketing one or two, is Mr. Chris Evans. Thank you very much, Chris. Cheers, guys. (laughs) Sabrina the Teenage Watch is available in many different formats. So whether you're listening to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio or iTunes, please leave us a comment or a review. Your support means we get more listeners. And it means our hard work is not going to waste. And we can look at ourselves in the mirror. If you want to contact us or keep
1: up
0: to date with our episodes, you can follow us on Twitter at Sabrina Watch. And you can find us on Facebook. Just search for Sabrina the Teenage Watch and there we shall be. And thank
2: you to you for listening wherever you are. And remember, may every little thing you do be, be magic. magic.